This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody, for our Tuesday morning, July 28th. And it is good to have you along this morning. We got a lot that we're going to talk about. And uh, we'll get a preview of what everybody's working on coming up here in just a few moments. Uh, we got to talk about uh, these twins in Australia who do everything together and are never more than a few feet away from each other. And That includes in the bedroom? Yeah, they got a boyfriend and they say they both want to get pregnant by the same guy at the same time so they can be the same. Well, I mean, what they'd really like to do is like give birth on the same day. Me walking in. Oh, you're talking about the twins from Botch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Totes. Because before you walked in, we were tiptoeing around it. It's like... Did they have surgery? Yeah, because it's kind of an odd uh, look. But <laughs> these twins had been unbotched. Yeah. About bad plastic surgery. You know, and they uh, surprisingly, they weren't getting anything fixed. Um, they wanted to be completely identical. They wanted their implants to be exactly symmetrical, which they were trying to explain to them. They can't do that. <laughs> they can't? Why not? Um, there's always going to be some sort of like a little different. Like they wanted it completely because right now they... they they looked and they said they're like they're as identical as they're gonna get. And they go, no, we need them perfect. Um. So they had. Would you like to see Buzz? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I like to be the judge of that. I. No, I. There's something off-putting about this. I'm not creeped out by twins like Fernie used to tell us. He was just creeped out of the concept of <laughs> of twins. Uh huh. So I'm not like that, but there's just something. Uh. Off-putting about this. I mean, it sounds great. Like, that's a fantasy. Oh, Why were they in the yeah, news again? Because they want to, they have the same boyfriend, and they want to both get pregnant by mm. the same guy at the same time. Is it just a picture of them, or did you have video of them? Or No, there's a video. Um, See? Yeah. And they do that a lot. Like, they say the same thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. A oh, here, lot. Here you go. Here's another one. All right, am I not up? This is when they were unbotched. Mm. Yeah. They're boobs. Oh, my God. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna. Yeah. There like, you go. Like, that's the kind of thing you hear about somebody like, oh, you know, right, having you hear twins. That's like the guy's uh, yeah. ultimate fantasy. Sure. But it's probably. Way you know, creepier in real yeah, life. Yeah, it's probably way, way creepier in real life. Well, because they look like ex machinas become yeah. reality. Yeah, like the robot overlords have taken over. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're going to talk a little more uh, about that. The largest vaccine study in the world is underway. Oh, the guy's not even cute. I know. What? I thought he was cute. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> there are more than 30,000 volunteers who started getting shots yesterday. And half of them will get the vaccine, or at least they hope it's, they they're calling it the vaccine in this story, but... It's not the vaccine until they establish it's vaccine. This is the Moderna one, right? Mm -hmm. Half of them are going to get the vaccine and half of them don't. And the researchers will track who gets the virus. But this is the largest vaccine study um, ever that is underway. 
with 30,000 volunteers uh, taking part in this and hoping to get a vaccine for COVID-19 out as soon as possible. All right, we're going to have some neckline calls coming up later today. We've got... We've got Am I the A-Hole. Brandon, do you want to give a brief preview without giving anything away here? I'll give you the headline. Am I the A-Hole for giving my wife an ultimatum about getting a dog? Oh. Uh, okay. He, his, his ultimatum was, we are never getting a dog, or was it, we are getting a dog? His is, they are getting a dog. Okay. Oh. So he's pro-dog. Yes, very much so. All right. <laughs> Good to know. Thanks. Uh, let's go ahead and share what everybody's working on we'll start with entertainment news joanna what do we have coming up on the entertainment front later all right buzz fingers crossed tenet will be released internationally first because the u.s is a mess it's going to yeah. be released in imax across the uh, the world on august 26th then beginning september 3rd it will be released in select theaters in the united states you know who i feel bad for new zealand because they have no coronavirus cases they're probably like we could watch movies we like mulan new zealand is the one busy doing movies right now yeah they're the one place that they can film new zealand doesn't have any coronavirus no no No, there's footage of their um sporting events they're packed yeah, they don't have a single case down there. The thing is, is that they, the the prime minister of New Zealand, she shut the down, she shut down the country real quick when this started. Which I mean, we see now that can work. Uh, they mandated masks there. They were very quick to deal with the virus. They also made it so that nobody could travel, um, and they're an island, so it was easier for them to keep people from coming to their country uh, than others have. But, uh, yeah, they have no coronavirus cases. And so they've been able to kind of operate as normal uh, other than the tourism industry, which obviously has taken a significant hit. All right, Lisa, how about news headlines? What do you got tracking for us this morning in news? (sighs) I feel like this is the beginning of a scary movie. Guys, when you get random things sent to you, like seeds, mm-hmm. don't plant them and just figure out what it is after the fact. Uh, we're Who now gets getting... random seeds sent to them? Yeah, people, appa- are getting seeds. people are ordering things online and packets, unmarked packets of seeds are arriving. They don't say what they are and what do you the First thing people do is P- plant them, find out. That's that, what I do. Well, if you turn on your TikTok and then you make a video of it and then yeah you totally plant them okay. uh yeah so the, all over social media people have been planting these random seeds they're getting from a company um out of china they're sending these seeds to the u.s oh and, yeah no if it was for china i'd be suspicious yeah like, I'm, it might be a plot you never know i mean yeah if they can't take over the u.s with tiktok they'll take over the u.s with kudzu <laughs> okay <laughs> do you know what kudzu is no it's this invasive plant that they started planting in the south mm-hmm. like fi- like 50 or 60 years ago and, and the thing is it just grew out of control to the point that you'll look up kudzu and you'll see pictures of phone lines where you can see the shape of the phone line but it's just covered with this vegetation and it just grew out of it just completely grew out of all uh, proportion my first oh. thought oh it looks pretty yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right you think of when you see I am legend and how all the green is yeah. just right. kind of taken over the city. Mm-hmm. 
So it was a bad idea to bring it here for whatever reason. It just, you know, it mm, smothers other of, plants mm-hmm. and trees under a blanket of leaves. How right. to get rid of kudzu is <laughs> a top search. All right, Brandon, sports headlines. What do we got going on in sports? Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, says that they are not in dire straits right now in regards to the Marlins having to cancel or postpone their home opener and the Yankees and Phillies game having to be postponed yesterday. He said that they've planned for this. This is what the backup plans are for, and they're going to continue on. Is the backup plan for the Marlins that Derek Jeter comes out of retirement, comes out of his ownership role? We could and, only hope. Uh, be awesome. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Let's see what else is going on around the world. Uh, best sports city in America, Brandon, is off the top of your head. Boston. Hmm. Okay, let's think about that for a second. They got the Patriots who have dominated the NFL for 20 years. They've got the Red, Red Sox, Sox who multiple World Series titles over the past sure. 20 years. Celtics and then that won was, a title as well, and the Bruins are dominant. Right. But terrible clam chowder. So, I mean, there's that. Boston has been named. No, that, that's the clam chowder you like. No, I like New England. The Boston is the red one. No. Oh, that Manhattan? Manhattan? That's Manhattan. Manhattan the red, oh, red never mind. I'm Boston's the chunky, creamy yes. one. Oh, never mind. Also I'm, I'm team known Boston. as the New England one, yeah. I'm team Patriot then. Chowder making not a sport, however, oh. so it's probably not counted in this, but Boston. But if you're talking about fan bases, I think Boston also has arguably the worst, but. <laughs> Brandon's he's and this sitting is coming, here in a Patriot shirt. He's all, yeah, this, this is me. This is coming from a Patriot fan. <laughs> Meaning yes. what? Just some of the most obnoxious, loudmouth fans. You've been to a Eagles game? I was about to say, oh, no, my I'm not Eagles saying, are I'm not bad. Saying, I'm, again, I'm not saying they are the worst. I'm saying they're up there because you got to think about the Boo Birds and the Eagles and the fact that they pelted Santa, Santa Claus. Claus with snowballs. Oh, no, those weren't snowballs. Those ice were balls. ice balls. Uh, well, Philadelphia comes in number two behind Boston. There you go. New York? No, New York is not in the top ten. I can tell you the worst uh, sports city. Alamogordo. <laughs> <laughs> Miami. Did you have the Marlins? Yeah, you got the, we got the, the Marlins. He was really campaign. big a few years but that's ago. But the thing is that even then, it was, hey, let's make this super team. Yeah. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Now, Pat Riley, he knows how to run a franchise. He has somehow gotten them back to, like, I don't think they're going to make a title run this year, but they're they're darn good this year. I'll tell you that. But the fan base down there and just the, the miserableness of sports, you've got the Dolphins, who have just been terrible for two decades. You have the Heat, who were decent for a while, might kind of be back. But then you have the Panthers, who constantly underwhelm. What are the Panthers? The uh, hockey team. Oh, okay. And then you have the Marlins, who well, I'm, they've won two World Series in their existence. And the year after they win a World Series, the team is completely sold off. And it's just a debacle down there. Uh, well, Miami did make the top ten. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't believe this list then. So they were looking primarily at the four big sports, baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. And uh, it do, I don't know if they were counting like college football, because college football in yeah, some parts of the country there, yeah. is huge. Um, so Philadelphia, number two for best sports uh, city. Chicago up there. You got yeah. the Bulls. You got the Bears. Chicago's, you got the number, Chicago's number four. Cubs and White Sox. 
And coming in before Chicago, the San Francisco Bay Area. So you got all your fr- San Francisco Niners? and oh, Oakland. Yeah. Well, they may even include you... San Jose in that, for all I know. Well, the I sharks? Mean, yeah, I would probably put yeah. that. Technically, Look at you, yeah, you got Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> the Sharks, that's right. Because you got this, um, technically the Niners are playing over in um, Santa Clara. So that's San Francisco Bay Area. Does yeah. sports for one week, all of a sudden expert. There you go. Number five is Minneapolis. <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I don't think of Minneapolis. Are they just going with the cities that have the four major sports? Because <laughs> you've that's got what the it Vikings, like. the Twins, the Wild, and the Timberwolves. Uh, Dallas at number six. As far as a sports city goes, does Dallas deserve to be as high as number six? I'm not as familiar with. Dallas. I know in regards to you know, Cowboys. Well, but people, that's yeah, more for the of... Cowboys, people have generational season mm-hmm. tickets, you know, that get inherited, so you never give them up. So that's a, a pretty big deal. Uh, the Stars were crazy when I used to go to Stars games back in the in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. That was the ticket in town. Uh, Range, yeah, Rangers, Rangers, and the Mavs, of course. Did the Mavs ever? Did the Mavs ever win a championship? Yep, they did. They beat right, the Heat. like back in the Novitsky days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, Got to remember the Novitsky days were up until last year, yeah, and he right. was there for twenty years. Uh, rounding out the top ten, uh, you've, after Dallas, you got Detroit at number seven, Denver number eight, Miami number nine. Miami makes the top ten, and Los Angeles number ten. And then New York didn't even come in. They're at number 11. Really? Yeah. With the Yankees, the Mets, the Giants, the Jets, the Islanders, the Rangers? I was surprised as well. No, I totally get it. Good Lord. Tampa Bay came in at number 20, but that'll be interesting to see if that changes with Brady and Gronk in Down Tampa in, Bay. Yeah, with the Bucks. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, I've got uh, coronavirus helpful hints. If you have been uninterrupted in your income, consider yourself lucky during this. If you you know haven't been furloughed, you haven't taken a hit to your finances, you're you're very lucky. The pandemic has had an impact on a lot of people's wallets. Yep. And I came up with some tips that might help. It's my suggestions to save m- money during the pandemic. So feel free to jot these down. Stop using ketchup as a condiment. Mm-hmm. Start using ketchup as a meal. Oh. Save uh. you a lot of money there. <laughs> Gross. Like the kid in Big Daddy. Yeah. yeah. 30 packets of ketchup. What do you want, Frankenstein? Here's the next one. Decide what your essential monthly bills are. And then, if you're not going to make it, only pay your most essential monthly bills. So mm-hmm. that's probably going to be things like rent, utilities, Pornhub premium, that sort of stuff. <laughs> Here's a great way to save money. Get a jar. Okay. Put a quarter in the jar every time the president says the virus will disappear like a miracle. Mm. So you end up having a lot more money than you thought you would. Mm-hmm. One more tip for coping during the pandemic from a financial standpoint. 
you might have to start buying generic brands. Oh, so right, right. Maybe start thinking about drinking only generic brand bleach. That'll probably save a lot of money <laughs> in the long run. Uh-huh. There's some right. money-saving <laughs> tips for it. Here's telephone number toll-free into the studio is 844-305-6210. We welcome your phone calls. Love to have them. 844-305-6210. This is Wayne, and Wayne is calling from Abilene. Good morning, Wayne. Good morning. Hey How there. Are you today? What's going on, Wayne? Oh, you know, I told you last time I can't take my phone to work, so I got to wait and wait and wait and wait until I can talk to you guys. The comment on crap that y'all talked about two weeks ago. Oh, okay. All right, go ahead, Wayne. You ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so yesterday was Bagpipe Appreciation Day, right? That's true. It was. I found that out, too. I tried to load a picture on your on your uh, Facebook page of me rocking my kilt, but it, it, I can't get the picture to get on there, but maybe sometime it'll get up. Uh-huh. Wait, do you play the bagpipe, uh, Wayne? I don't play the bagpipes. I've thought about taking lessons, but playing the bagpipe is an incredibly difficult skill and takes a tremendously long time to do it well. So I would probably just look like I was blowing into a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah, or, or rest. Right, so. Wrestling an octopus. So, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe so, yeah. And losing, I'm sure. Yeah, that's probably so, true. Moving on. Uh, yesterday was also Bugs Bunny's 80th birthday, right? Bugs Bunny's 80th birthday, yeah, that's right. right. And you had said that your favorite one was the one where he was stuck in the, the uh, garage with the uh, lackeys from the... The gangster, right? Yeah, listen there, Moxie. I think it was like a remote cabin or something, yeah. if I remember the cartoon right. Absolutely. Well, I'm a big fan of opera, so I blame a lot of that on my late brother, Matthew, but I also blame it on Bugs Bunny. Kill the rabbit. That's right. So what's up, opera? One of the classics. I can sing mm-hmm. it along, too. Yeah, that's one okay, of the best. So. That, that's absolutely one of the best. Oh, yeah, one of the one of the top ones. Uh, and also the one where he plays the conductor. Okay, well, anyway, uh, you also talked about you put notches in your pants. I think it was a couple of couple of weeks ago you said that. Brandon didn't hear about this one. Now, what the hell is this? <laughs> okay, what? all right, okay. let me let me explain it to Brandon, okay, Wayne? All right. Nico said that his pants are becoming tight because he thinks he's putting on weight, but as a matter of pride, he's not buying a larger waist size when he mm-hmm. gets pants. Is it pride or lack of money? It's probably a combination. Yeah. But he says he's not going to give in and buy a larger pant size kind of like well, to make a stand. And I I said that <laughs> a few years ago I put on some weight and I also was like I'm not buying another pant size, but what I gradually started doing was taking scissors and and cutting notches in the so pants. Spread the, spread the weight so down just a little like, bit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wayne, that's what I was talking about. Okay, so so in the spirit of of being a community supporter and, and and supporting the businesses during this time, you should go to Lane Bryant and pick up some maternity pants. Yeah. <laughs> right, wise guy. <laughs> I'll pass that on to Nico. He's the one who needs the new pants. <laughs> if, if he wears his shirt untucked, nobody will ever know. Somebody needs to go to Lane Bryant. I heard they were going to shut down a bunch of stores. They are. Right. <laughs> Got a good point. I mean, Marie did it for Frank and everybody loves Raymond, and he just called it a special stretchy pants. <laughs> right. Okay, so just a couple more things, and yep. I'm out. I, no, no, I it's enjoy- good, Wayne. I love it. Go ahead. I enjoyed your uh, your bits a few weeks ago about did Trump say this or did Kanye say this? Yeah. But you should, you should have put Biden into the mix. Boy, how, how epic would that have been? 
You're right. There were plenty of Biden. There, the there were plenty of Biden quotes. Absolutely. Okay, and, and one last thing. So a couple of days ago, you had a story about a lady that forgot where she put her crack pipe. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a really good friend who's retired now, but for years and years and years, she was an intake officer at a county lockup. And this rather large woman was apprehended one night, and she was walking really funny when she came into the prison, uh, to the, the jail. So they had to go through the process of fingerprint and picture taking. Well, then the next step after that is is the, the strip search before they issue her prison clothes and put her in or the jail clothes. And the, the final step is to squat down like a catcher, spread your knees out, and cough. Yeah. And 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 according to my friend Jan, who who swore this is true, and I don't doubt it for a second, when she coughed, a three fifty seven K frame came out, <laughs> and it was loaded. Oh my! A, a loaded mm-hmm. three fifty seven came out of and, of. And with that mental image. I wish you have a very good day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. You have a great day. Bye bye. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. <laughs> we need Love more him. Of Wayne's weekly recap. Mm-hmm. Wayne's Love weekly him. recap would be a good one to do. Telephone. Toll free studio line is 844-305-6210. 844-305-6210. Brandon, admit it. When we were waiting on that story to find out what was going to come out of that catcher's cough, you had your finger on that button, didn't you? A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, Brandon, uh, if you've got our Am I the A-Hole segment ready to go. I do. Okay. Let's uh, go ahead and get into it. All right. I believe it involved a dog, if I remember your description from earlier. It does. All right. Here's the headline. Am I the a-hole for giving my wife an ultimatum about getting a dog? First thoughts. What you got telling you? Um, I don't know. I'm, generally, ultimatums are are not good things. <laughs> you know, there's probably a better way to come to some mutually uh, consensual agreement without an ultimatum. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm generally anti-ultimatum especially in a relationship, so mm-hmm. I'm going to say he's the a-hole. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm pro-dog, so... <laughs> Lisa going not, not the yeah. a-hole. Mm-hmm. Joanna? I think she's Oh, my bad, Joanna. <laughs> oh. No, she's not. Oh. I also think that ultimatums are a little douchey, so I'm going to go, he's the a-hole. <laughs> Well, I mean, again, we can change just, our opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I just stuff. want to get your, yeah. your kind of initial gut reaction when yeah. you hear just the headline. So here's the story. It says, I had a dog when my wife and I got married. I loved her. She was my buddy, meaning hmm. the dog. When my wife got pregnant. The wife, not so much. Well, I'll just wait. When <laughs> okay. my wife got pregnant, she became increasingly paranoid that the dog would be a danger to the baby. She brought up rehoming and I refused. <gasps> she was a, quote, aggressive breed. But she was trained. Well, why did he marry her then? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) One day, she called me crying at work that the dog ran away and she couldn't run after her. I believed her. I looked for that dog for weeks. I finally just accepted it because we had to go to the hospital to welcome our child. And there were just other pressing concerns. It's been five years since then, and we now have three children. 
I've wanted to get a new dog, but the kids take a lot of energy and time. My wife has always had a new excuse not to get another dog. I found out recently that my dog did not run away. <gasps> Saw that one coming. Oh, hell no. My wife and her father took the dog to the pound while I was at work because her parents agreed with her about the dog being, quote, dangerous. The fucking pound? Oh, no, I divorce her. Screw her. Screw that bitch. <laughs> I'm furious. No. Yeah. She was my dog, my baby. She was not dangerous. I would never have agreed to that. She probably never got adopted. I'm honestly mad at She probably at got put down. Yeah, she probably did, especially because if she was a dangerous breed, they, they're less likely to get adopted. Oh, dude, hell no. I'm honestly mad enough to consider a separation. Yeah. If not for the kids and practical reasons. Mm. I've told her that the only way to make it up even a little bit mm -hmm. is for us to get a dog. <laughs> she ultimately doesn't want a dog at all and complained that she would have to do too much with it. No, screw you, bitch. Oh, I'm not I'm so planning mad. to let up on this one this time. Oh, no. Oh, I would divorce her. I'm not even lying. That's that's so messed up. You want to hear the top comment on the board? Yeah. yeah. Not the a-hole. Get a dog after your divorce, dude. Yeah, seriously. How, I mean... Three kids, though. I don't care. It like, took her three <laughs> kids to finally tell him? Yeah, how did he find out? Does it say... Um, I'm not, I don't know if it does or not. Hold on. So there's a few other ones in here. So another person says, not the a-hole. You said you looked for the dog for weeks, and I'm sure you were distraught while searching for her. You didn't go to the pound? Your wife, mm -hmm. your wife continued to watch you in your pain, knowing she caused it and yeah, did nothing. That is. She also disrespected you as a parent. She made a decision that something uh, that something wasn't acceptable for your child to be around this dog, and you disagreed. But she decided yeah. she knew better than you. Also, f your in-laws. <laughs> Seriously, well, what is wrong with them? Let, let, let's say, oh, and, no. and this is my mm -hmm. opinion, that Heated. is a major breach of trust, and that is not, you know, great for a relationship. What the wife did at all, but you got kids. Also, I, one time I lost my dogs. I left them with a friend when I went out of town, and, mm -hmm. and they were gone. And I searched all over for them for a week. And I was down at the pound like every, if not every day, every other day. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I would make a trip to the pound, have these dogs come in. This was kind of back in the olden days before chips and stuff. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> the guy never went to the pound? Yeah, that you is. You know? That's, That's the only thing. I, I don't think she took the dog to the pound, to be honest with you. It sounds like she kind of left it, it out in the desert. It, yeah, she, it sounds like she told her father, hey, take this dog to the desert and deal with it. Clearly, as people who live in deserts, we know people do that. So yeah. it's like. Well, look, do you want to have to visit your kids or are you willing to give in on this thing and accept that what your wife did was terrible, but you're going to nope. learn to live? Or would you rather... Well, bye, be, bitch. I, I'd say you... I'm not saying the guy's the a-hole, but maybe you just take the L on this one no. because you love your kids? No. Yeah. I mean, because think about it. If she's willing to do that, what else is she willing to lie about? I, I am so glad you brought that up, Lisa, because yeah. here's the next comment on the board. It says, 
Let's ignore the dog for a moment. Your partner in life, your sickness and health, your love maliciously hurt you. At a minimum, she ripped something you loved from you and caused you deliberate and direct distress over a hypothetical risk. In likelihood, she murdered it. But at a minimum, she took it from you and lied to you about it. Not the a-hole. This is not okay and not something someone does to someone they love. You would be the a-hole if you get another dog because she clearly can't be trusted with them. Yeah. You would be causing that creature potential harm. But honestly, get that divorce. If she's capable of doing this to you, can you really trust her? Look, it's clear that this guy can only have one bitch in his life and he just has to decide (laughs) who it's going to be. I mean... Hello. uh, Hi, Ray. Yeah, good morning. Ray, who's the a-hole? She is. She yeah. is, right. Yeah. I think I think everybody agrees on that. She I got two dogs. I'll be saying, see you later. There's another <laughs> lady around. Yeah. I'm serious, man. You know, uh, shoot, uh, I can't believe she'll do that. And plus, there's supposed to be a trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be child support, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate the call. Right. You know, these dogs, I, I, I assume when he's talking about a breed known for aggressiveness, he's, he's probably talking about a pit. You know, or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I've heard they're great with kids. First, or that I mostly, grew up, mostly I grew up they're with, great with It's about training. Yeah, I grew up with Doberman Pinchers. I grew up with Rottweilers. I don't know how I ended up with a pug in my life, but here we are. But no, they were the most docile and sweet dogs. Our Rottweiler, when we brought him home from the pound, he didn't bark for two and a half weeks. We actually thought his vocal cords were removed. Because he never made a sound and he never was violent. When we got our our little chug puppy, our chihuahua pug, Peanut, he would walk backwards because he was so afraid he was going to step on him. Like, that's not fair for her to say that just because it's a dangerous breed, quote unquote. And then not to mention the fact, too, that obviously uh, the husband, this is a dog, an animal that he really cares about. I mean, the fact that you're willing to sit there and watch him search for this. I mean, that's just mind-blowing like to me. she had issues with the dog in the first place. Like, she well, yeah, no, she's obviously reason. not a dog lover. She was in looking, general, yeah. looking for a reason to get rid of the obviously dog. Obviously not a fan. It sounds like if her dad was in on it, the whole family is not fans of dogs. And I would, I would ha- I'd be singing a different tune, except for the part of the story where they got three kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you got three kids. I don't know how old they when are. When they but... ask, why did you divorce mom? Because she's a dog killer. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Your mom killed my dog. I, I feel like I probably, yeah, divorce is a little drastic. But at the same time, I would be like, one, we're getting a damn dog. And two, we're going to therapy. I like the comment of the guy that you said it, you would be the a-hole if you got another dog, knowing that. She can't be trusted around dogs. She can't be trusted. No, I would be like, we're getting a dog and you're going to therapy because clearly, lady, you have issues. The fact that you're willing to sit there and watch me for weeks on end searching for my dog, being heartbroken about my dog being gone, and you just sat there. Why did he check the pound? That's, I don't think she took it to the pound, dude. I I don't don't think she did either because from the the comments that I'm seeing, I haven't seen uh, the original poster comment on that but other people are saying it sounds like she just straight up murdered your dog like she just they just went out and took care of it another person says on here you have no choice you have to drop the wife and in-laws off at the pound they are manipulative and scheming your wife is clearly okay with fake crying to get her way your wife and her parents are okay with harming a family member to get their way that's incredibly damaging to children get those kids out 
Well, she'll probably end up with the kids. I mean, I don't just because that's the way I usually go. I don't know. Uh, you I feel like you could talk on to her. She killed my dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think I should leave my kids with her? Yeah, if she's willing to leave my ki- leave the dog out in the middle of the desert, what is she willing to do with the kids? All right, how about this? That one barks too much. I, I think the dog thing could definitely be like the straw that broke the camel's back type of thing. Is the marriage perfect otherwise? I mean, is everything just hunky-dory? I highly doubt if it. it is, I highly doubt I, it. I highly doubt it, too, but How if it is... How do you go is, back from this, though? Like, yeah. that's going to be in the back of his mind the whole time of, you murdered my dog. What would be worse, finding out she cheated with another dude or that she she got rid of your dog? Got rid of my, my dog. dog. That's right. worse than the cheating? Absolutely. Well, got rid of the dog because if the dog's dead, that's, that's ending a life. can't bring that back. Not to mention, that is unconditional love right there. Tubby is unconditional love. No matter what, that dog adores me. Um, Follows me around everywhere. Ruins my workouts. But all right. Well, that's my boy. If someone got rid of my cat. So I, I think we've moved on from is he the, the I, I don't think we've <laughs> moved on from <laughs> should he divorce her or not. Yeah. That's really what the I conversations mean, become. I can't even. A separation even... should be in place. Like, yeah. cool off. Does anybody know anybody that's ever it. done that before, though? Got rid of the other partner's dog. My dad did that once to me. He took, uh, so we got a cat. Oh, yeah, every parent's done it. Yeah, we had a cat named Fancy, <laughs> and she had the ugliest meow. And I was like, Wah. I was like, oh my gosh. But I loved her. I was like, she's beautiful. Let's keep her. But no, my dad took her back to the house where we got her. And he's like, no, this cat has a horrible meow. Like what, after a day? Like not even a week, like a few yeah. days. And he's like, nope, bye. And then he's like, look, let's go get another one. And then I ended up with my orange tabby junior. And he was perfect. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. There's a hashtag, Med Bikini, which began trending on Friday. With hundreds of furious doctors attaching pictures of them in swimwear. Not just women. Sometimes it's male doctors in their swimwear, alongside captions explaining uh, why they're posting pictures in their swimsuits. Boy, that is a hot lady doctor there. I'm looking at some of these on Twitter. Let me switch this monitor over. Daisy Sanchez uh, is in her scrubs and then in her bikini. Uh, Lisa brought this to our attention. Yeah. And it's an example of misogyny, I think, but also who thought they had time and resources to devote who what, funded right, this? Right, who funded this? <laughs> That's a great question. I think it was the University of Boston. Okay, University of Boston. What we got you? questions. Kind of creepy there. But what's going on? Yeah, so I saw this trending over the weekend, and it was pretty interesting. And a lot of my uh, people I know in the medical profession were talking about this. A medical journal has had to retract an article that some called social media posts potentially unprofessional. It was after outraged health professionals flooded social media sites with photos of themselves in bikinis and holding alcoholic drinks. So the hashtag MedBikini, it quickly started trending on Friday. So after the Journal of Vascular Surgery posted the article that was titled Prevalence of Unprofessional Social Media Content Among Young Vascular Surgeons. The article specifically mentioned photos that included, quote, provocative posing in bikinis and holding or consuming alcohol. Many medical professionals argued that the contents of the study, they targeted women, and they highlighted the sexism problem in the medical field. Especially when you did look at it, too. It's a The study, I think, was done by all male doctors. 
who made fake social media uh, profiles so that they could look at these young residents and their social medias. Not not all of them are young. There are also some, uh, well, maybe the ones in the study were, but yeah. since then the hashtag has come from doctors across the spectrum. Yeah, the, the hashtag is across the spectrum, but they looked at, I believe, 480 um, different residents. Uh, and they've looked at different types of specialties, uh, but they say in the study they saw that vascular surgeons were the ones who were most prevalent to have provocative photos in bikinis and hold alcohol in their photos. Wait, you mean like vacation photos? Yeah. Let's, let's call it what they are, right? Hey, guess what? <laughs> provocative photos. Here's my vacation photo. Mm-hmm. There's it, one that's all about the sex stuff, man. Her Twitter handle is the kinky med girl. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's just a lot of people were talking about it. Um, a lot of different doctors were saying that uh, female doctors said they're incredibly they're aware of how sexist this article is. And they said, unless women are regarded as equals, we're not going to achieve full progress, not just in med- medicine, but in other occupations, too. Even some of the uh, men came to the conclusion and were standing up for the female colleagues saying I, um, there was one ear, nose, and throat surgeon in Florida who said, I don't feel like the study applies the same social responsibility to men and women equally. Um, they say that in the medical profession, male physicians, they behaved poorly for decades with little grief. However, when a strong-willed, confident, intelligent, skilled woman does the same, they are giving grief then. Um but, yeah, so after this uh, med bikini started trending, male doctors started jumping on, too, showing off their bodies. Uh, A when, lot of that was done for humorous intent, too. <laughs> but they did it, they said, because they want to stand with their female colleagues. So they're saying, why, why can I take, a, why can I take a, a topless photo, a shirtless photo, and it's not an issue, but my colleague over here taking a picture in a bikini, it is an issue. All right, here's uh, a young MD. I want to read some of the the tweets sure. uh, that uh, Doctor Vera Baharius says. Do I have to wear my white coat at all times to deserve the title of professional? Fun, sexy, smart, and hardworking can exist in the same space. I can wear swimwear to the beach in my free time, and be a competent, compassionate physician at work. Hashtag. Med bikini. This is a good one. It's a couple. I don't know if they're married or boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, but, they're boyfriend uh, and girlfriend. Okay, so you've seen this one before. Yes. This is a this the gynecologist, is a great one. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's a beach photo. It looks like uh, you know on vacation, and uh, it's from the the female doctor's Twitter. Couple of unprofessional obstetrician gynecologists right here, but only one of us has been called sweetie, kiddo, and or honey in front of patients. Hashtag med bikini. Who decided to have a study and fund it? <laughs> That's our main concern. <laughs> right. To, fu- to get on social media and find pictures of female doctors wearing bikinis or swimwear in their free time. Because it just sounds like that wouldn't go anywhere. University right. of Boston the per- is like, that is genius. Here's all the money. Here's a million dollars. Start Fun- looking. We're funding this, and you're going to do such great research. With okay, this. so this is the reason for their research, and maybe this is where people could say or call in and let us know if this would make a difference. So the article, they based their research on a 2012 study that found that over 40% of adults say they searched for their potential doctors online and said the information they find impacts their choice of physician. So that's why they decided to look at the social media 
posts of wait, wait, these wait, doctors. But when you're looking for a doctor or a surgeon, do you go to their social media page? That would never occur to me. First of all, I go and see who's in network. and i don't mean my facebook network i mean in my network uh yeah so this article out of 2012 said that 40 percent of adults will look for their doctors and then any information they find online it'll impact the choice so they said um they were looking to see unprofessional examples of online content which included photos of intoxication talking badly about a colleague or a hospital, and insurance violations. How can you tell somebody's intoxicated from a photo? See, and that's where a lot of them came from. So in the one of the things they counted was if you were holding an al- alcoholic <laughs> beverage. Okay. That counted against them. So that's why also when you see med, the hashtag med bikini, you'll see them holding drinks in their hands. And they're saying, you can't even tell if this there's alcohol in it. I'm not holding a bottle of Jack. I'm holding a, a drink with mint in it. It could be a mint tea for all you know. So once again, they're just pushing out that they assume it's alcohol when they really don't know. Um, they said that uh, potentially unprofessional content also included examples of politically controversial or religious topics. Uh, the study said they found that 20 26% of the accounts had one of two types of posts and concluded that young surgeons should be aware of the permanent public exposure of unprofessional content that can be accessed by peers, patients, and current or future employers. I would say the like statements of opinion would be more fair game than, in most cases, photos. I mean, if somebody was posting openly racist things and I'm mm-hmm. a minority and I got surgery scheduled, yeah, I might change my mind based on yeah. what they'd posted on their social media. Yeah. And uh, to be you know, honest, if I if, found out my doctor was a COVID denier, that would th- that yeah, might actually have some bearing. Yeah. Um, if my doctor was in a swimsuit with a, a glass in their hand, that probably wouldn't affect at all. I mean, I yeah, and if uh, if my doctor had a picture of him enjoying a beer, hey, he's a doctor. He's probably really stressed. You earned that beer. Go ahead. Like I, I and the the one of the doctors, she made a good point too, because she said she's a primary care, she's a PCP, so she's a primary care physician. She was like, "How is me being a bikini competitor?" Because she actually competes um, internationally, and she said, "How how is me being a bikini competitor a bad thing? If anything." I'm probably one of the best people that can tell you how to eat correctly, how to work out, how to exercise. She's like, because I live that lifestyle. So when I sit there and tell you, you need to lose weight and you can, here are the tools. I'm able to tell you that not only from a medical standpoint, she's like, but because I do it in my own life as well. Also, I have an idea uh, or uh, a feeling, let's Mm -hmm. call it, that if it was a male doctor who was a competitive bodybuilder, they wouldn't shame him over wearing those tiny little bodybuilder pants that they wear. Yeah. I mean, when you look for your doctor, what do you look for before other than, yes, in your network? In network. Yeah, other than that. Um, On my side of town. Yeah, location. I always, I always, and then I'll ask like a friend, yeah, like, "Hey, have sure. you 
Exactly. Yeah, I'll do that too. Been with this doctor before. Exactly. Look, my my PCP. I have a a doctor. He's all the way across town. It takes me like forty minutes to get there. What doctor is giving you PCP? Because I want to go to that doctor. Jeez. But no. So my doctor. But I started going to Chukwu because I heard such good things about him from other people. Chukwu. His name is Doctor Chukwu. Okay. Um, But he's he's my primary care doctor. But how does he look in a two piece? Is my question. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he is so. Nice. He's knowledgeable. He takes his time with his patients, and that's what I had a few friends who went to him, and they said that he's great. He will take care of you. He, any questions you have, he's never going to make you feel silly. And and then it was funny because when I went to go see him, he starts talking to me. He goes, "You talk a lot." Mm. Yes, I get it. My because his brother actually is a radio DJ in Nigeria, so he's like, it makes mm. sense. You talk a lot as well. well but, I guess I we mean, know which brother is the disappointment to the family. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Hey, before we get to our neckline calls, and there are some doozies in there. That system of down going through a drive-through thing reminded me of something. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know? If, when you get fries from Sonic, do they intentionally put a single onion ring on top of your order of fries? Hmm. Don't know. I've gotten a tater tot. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Surprise. It happened a couple of weeks ago because I went to Sonic to get my daughter something to eat. She likes the chi- crispy chicken things they have there. Do you ever have that moment, though, when you get something like that where it's one random thing? Where it's one onion ring in your fry or one curly fry in your regular fry. And after you, it's there and you eat it and you're like, God, I should have gotten that. Yeah, right? So the first time it happened, my daughter is disgusted by onion rings. So she's like, here, do you want this? Uh And I'm like, yeah. And does she hold it like this? Yeah. Like she's Uh, disgusted. uh, That's like a dirty old sock. Yesterday, I went to go get her something before I took her to her mom. Uh And same thing. And it's not like it's mixed in with it. It's on top. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, now that is that is some coincidence that I get a single onion ring on top of french fries two times in a row. Are they trying to... I guess you just have to go again and find out. Are they like... Uh, they got good at onion rings, by the way. Are they like what you always hear about drug dealers? They give you the first taste free? Try to get you hooked <laughs> in on yeah. it. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to have to do is go back... Hell yeah. ...to Sonic... And order, you know, some stuff, but make sure one of his fries find out if I get a single onion ring. Mm-hmm. As, one onion ring. Because Nico is pretty sure that it's just, oh, they're just scooping and they accidentally get one of the onion rings. Yeah, but one. and Every time ju- right on top. Well, I, I wouldn't say every time, but twice in a row. I've noticed this and I'm just wondering, is this, is this part of a plan? They do make good. On, they make now, pretty good. On. Yeah, it is. I got. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, damn it! I want to go back and get a full order of onion rings now. <laughs> uh, somebody in the chat says they have always done that at Sonic. Oh, okay. Really? Like that's their pop. Maybe somebody from Sonic could call in. Let me uh, know. Are Sonic you on? Onion rings are amazing. When you get when you when you get an order of fries, do you put a single? onion ring on there. Do they train you to put yeah. the one onion ring on top? <laughs> All right. Uh, here's the neckline number. You can leave us a message anytime. If you want to call us during the show, that is our toll-free studio line, which is separate from the neckline. That number 
is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. The number to leave a message is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. And people call for all all kinds of reasons, leave all kinds of messages. Hey, Buzz, knowing that there's a camera on you with a big wash your hand sign right behind you, can you please stop putting your dirty fingers into your mouth all the time? It's disgusting, bro. Talking about masks and hygiene and blah, blah, blah. And you're putting your fat fingers in your mouth. That was mean. Like they were Anderson Cooper's junk. Oh, it's gross, man. Cut it out. Ugh. I don't know why you have to bring Anderson Cooper. There's a lot more to that. I think it's probably somebody who. Tell us how you really feel. I would be willing to bet a thousand dollars that person thinks we're liberal media. Well, here, I I I don't like having a camera in my face the entire time. But when he started to say you're gross, I I imagined what it might have been that I did. And putting my finger in my mouth is the least gross thing I could think of. <laughs> of all the stuff that they I could mean, have said. Yeah. Here you go. I'll solve it. Yeah. No, I don't like being on the camera. It's not. People think it's an ego thing. There, problem solved. No. People think I want to be on the camera the whole day. I, he does not. I he don't. Doesn't. It's very. It's very intrusive. <laughs> As far as sticking my finger, sometimes I eat something. Is that what you're talking about? Again, I don't think this person's main complaint about the show or anything else would be you putting your... It's, it, he's trying to make... Oh, he thinks we're like liberal Antifa mm-hmm. or huh? something. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And I don't see... Where's the wash your hand sign behind you? That's Joanna's sign. That's the sign. sign that we have up. Oh, oh, look how okay. good that works. I just blocked the camera. There you go. Mm-hmm. You like that? Point the camera at something else. This one's out of out of commission for the rest of the day, at least. Hi, morning show. This is B. I was calling to let you know there's a really interesting article in the Daily Beast about sharks living in a volcano. I don't know if you knew that. I was blown away by the story. It's a big stoner story. Also, I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's, big a, stoner it's a big stoner, stoner story. story. <laughs> ate some brownies back in the 90s and I, I put a whole ounce in there, cleaned it out really good, sauteed it in butter. They were super moist, super like almost sticky and it was hard to cut them. So I cut them really small, like smaller than the size of a quarter. I ate two of them and I was gone for two days. So <laughs> it, it is true how strong they are. So be very careful if you decide to indulge. Have a great day. <laughs> was the stickiest of the icky. Nice. <laughs> I had to look up the thing about oh, the shark. Totally right. Yeah. Like, how did the sharks get in the volcano? Did they climb up the side of a mountain? It turns out it's an underwater volcano. So what? they're swimming. Is there pictures? Oh. Yeah, yeah, they got some pictures. What? You have to too. take off your post-it then so we can show the camera for the monitor. Too bad. <laughs> Nobody can see the cool sharks then. All right, fine. There you go. Thank you. Some colleagues uh, recently went on an expedition to Kavachi Volcano, an active underwater volcano in the South Pacific. They weren't prepared. They saw hammerheads and silky sharks contentedly swimming around despite the sizzling water temperatures and biting acidity. 
2020, yeah. who had volcano sharks. Right. right. Just just add. Here's what you could make up something to predict the future: mm-hmm. a disaster of some kind and an animal. So. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought when you like said volcano bears. sharks. Con- gonorrhea <laughs> elephants. <laughs> well, volcano sharks. I thought I'm like sweet. Sci-fi is coming out with that movie next. Maybe this is what they're going to drop Mike Tyson into on Shark Week. He's going to fight one of these. Heck yeah. Uh, it says here that volcanic vents, such as this underwater volcano, can release fluids above 800 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, how does that not just cook the shark, like, immediately, right? They must get used to the heat, I guess. They're probably, yeah. Oh, the volcano wasn't erupting when the team arrived. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Continue reading. You find out more. Look at that. <laughs> I was honestly, I was picturing like like a volcano like Mount St. Helens, and it's like, how did the sharks even get yeah, up that right. mountain? There was a tornado with sharks in it that threw them into the <laughs> volcano. Sharknado volcano. <laughs> well, you're talking about that census thing, and uh, um, if you're here illegally, then. And you're you're already getting free health care. You're getting all kinds of crap for free that I can't get. And I'm an American. Really? Now you want to count them on the census so more liberal people can freaking be elected to Congress. Um, no, that ain't going to happen. I don't care whatever. If you're here illegally, you already broke the law, so go back home. Dean from Abilene. <laughs> Damn it, Dean. Dean, I rooted for you. Come on, man. We all believe in you. It's a slippery slope, dude. All right, so the idea that somebody illegally in the country might be getting some kind of benefits is probably has happened, but the idea that ev- that it's common or that everybody who's illegally in the country gets all kinds of benefits that that citizens can't get is not backed up by any kind of facts. Not to say that it never happens. I'm sure that you know, people find different ways to do stuff, but this idea that everybody, what, what is actually much more common is that you've got people illegally in the country, mostly working jobs that would cripple the industry if they weren't there, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, picking fruit and lettuce and vegetables and stuff. And they get taxes withheld from what they do get paid. They also pay sales tax on anything they happen to buy. So the much more common scenario is that an illegal immigrant would be paying into a system that they don't draw anything out of. Right. I mean, that is much more common. And somehow, I guess, like extreme right-wing media has, has sold it to people like Dean that as soon as we come over, we just sign them up for every social program there is and give them free everything. That's That's not the case. As far as the census goes... The census has always been meant to count everybody. Uh, people who are, how many people homeless. are in the country? Right, the yeah. homeless. Uh, back in slave days, they counted the slaves, but the slaves only counted as three quarters of a purse or five eighths. Or you remember, you've heard that before, right? That was all about the census. And the reason is, that it's not taking a position on whether illegal immigrants should be sent back or not. What it's trying to do is get a count of how many people are using infrastructure, like how many people are driving on roads, how many people are you need, in the you need United police States. Officers per every you know amount sure. of uh, people that are here, fire departments. These are all dependent on the actual amount of people, not just mm-hmm. the 
amount of citizens. Yeah. Um, Come on, they're, Dean. They're, <laughs> really, Dean, we want to we want to give you every benefit of the doubt here. But, yeah, you're losing us, buddy. So. It, this has never been an issue. I've I've been working here for about thirty years, and they have the census every ten years. So I've been here for two of them so far, and it's always a uh, an effort that we do in in coordination with the census to get the word out. Hey, this isn't going to be used against you. We want everybody to participate, regardless of of your citizenship status. You know, whether you're a naturalized citizen or you're on a work visa, or yes, even if you're illegal. And the the message had always been participate in the census, and they'd run this in in Spanish. You know, especially in in this region of the country, you'd run it in Spanish. But guess what? What this this time around, this decade, I don't know if I could tell people the same message. Like, hey, you know, respond to the census, and they're not going to use it like to target you or come after you. I just I don't know if I could say that in good conscience mm-hmm. with what's going on, but so Dean's wrong about a couple of things there. Uh, one thing he's wrong about is that illegal immigrants get signed up for all these social programs that Americans can't get. It's we need to do like a Zoom call wrong. on the weekend with Dean, have some beers, and just talk things out. Have a beer summit yeah. with Dean from Abilene. Yeah. And the other thing that he's wrong about is that the census isn't supposed to include. Uh, people illegally in the country is supposed to include everybody in the country. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're going to peek at our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events coming up in just a few moments. We had another call on the neckline. So let's get to that. Hey, Morning Show. I just had a, uh, a suggestion for a topic to discuss. Um, long-time listener, love you guys from Alamogordo. Um, we're all in this quarantine time, uh, you know, and we've all under, we're all doing different things like Zoom meetings and, and universities and classes and schools are going uh, online and doing it with Zoom and stuff. Do you, what elements of these things do you think are going to be staying with us? For example, like how long do you think we're going to be wearing masks? Um, will education be changed even after this is all done and more offerings will be given through Zoom and things like that? Like what stays after COVID is gone? Thanks. I love you guys. Bye-bye. That, that's a very worthy question. I mean, I, I'm going to give you an answer off the top of my head, but it's the sort of thing that probably deserves a lot of academic study but Mm -hmm. i would say just i've seen surveys with people who've been working from home and they like it (laughs) and they say that they wish they could keep that up or at least work a more i think flexible schedules are probably going to be here we had seen those a little bit in tech jobs uh where they did because like my sister she works for a software company in austin and so she had already been working from home one to one and a half, sometimes two days a week. 
So she would go in. So Thursdays were her day at home. She had our whole setup up there. And so she would go have meetings Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then usually Thursday, Friday, she would either work from home or, you know, go in if she had specific meetings she had to go to. But now it's all she's all from home. So I think that's something we'd already seen a lot of jobs wanting to move towards. But now even the companies who were less um, inclined or wanting that to happen are now realizing this might be an easier option. Yeah, I think uh, the workforce and some of the flexibility in working from home might be uh, permanent. I think. I mean, it definitely will be for some for some sectors. I think something that you'll start to see, and we talked about this. This is a while ago when we were looking at the houses in Okmogee, and Buzz was kind of telling us how cheap it is to live there. Yeah. I got a feeling that you'll see, you'll start to see small town America populations rise because of affordability. I think it, cities were smart; they would give tax breaks to move there because mm-hmm. if you're able to work remotely and you don't have to be in the exact same city that you're working in. There's no reason for you to not move somewhere where it's more affordable. Now, obviously, if it's not your style, if you want the big city life and stuff like that, that's that's completely beside the point here. If you feel mm-hmm. like you could live in a smaller town, it, make the same amount of money, but live for cheaper, do it. Yeah, and that's that's something that I think a lot of people are already trying to do. Like... um the LinkedIn website, they have a, a great section called remote workers and the nomads. And it's people who do that and have been doing this for years. And they talk about how they're like, yeah, I used to live in New York and I now live in Minnesota. Or I live in Vermont or I live in, they would say like, you know, I, I worked it out with my company. I worked for them for five plus years. And then I finally convinced them that I don't need to be in the office to do my job correctly. And they were able to move different areas. And so I I think that that is going to be great just in general for the entire country and the economy is people being able to move out of those big cities where the cost of living is so high and there's so many issues and they can move to these little towns. But also I think it could be good for the businesses because now you're not limited to who is in the city who is in within this mile radius you can open up your entire job search to the whole country or the world even if you want to have to pay to relocate somebody if they're going to re- work remotely yeah you right? don't have to pay to relocate them but also let's say that you have someone who lives in kansas who has all the prerequisites you want for a worker but just doesn't have that ability to live in new york city well now you can probably hire that worker from kansas because of remote jobs. So I think that's something that's going to be a very so beneficial thing. The for question all was what changes are going on during the pandemic that, that might stay permanent. Uh, this is something that I've thought about. I haven't heard anybody mention it, but well, I, you know, there are a lot of businesses that are going out of business, probably not coming back. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of your favorite uh, restaurants, the more, the more local they are, the, the less likely they are to bounce back from this. Mm-hmm. You know, what I hope stays. Alcohol delivery. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh, oh, please. Yeah. I think a lot of stores are going to figure out in the future what would allow them to stay open. Do we need to serve 49% alcohol <laughs> and make sure that they fall under that? And stores that weren't allowed to stay open because they didn't, you, you know, the different excuses you were given. Michael's was allowed to stay open, but Hobby Lobby wasn't because Michael's what? So Has the UPS. Yeah. Uh, I think a, a lot of companies of are going to put money and into time becoming essential. into 
getting themselves up so that if this happens again, they'll be considered essential. Yeah, because you saw a lot of restaurants. There was one uh, business owner in town when the first shutdown happened, he started immediately working on churning his uh, bars into restaurants and getting that paperwork filed. So by the time that they got shut down again, like a month later, he already was like, well, I'm already open. Like he already was ready to go. Whereas you saw other businesses that are now kind of scrambling, trying to get that restaurant license together so they can reopen. Um, yeah, I think I, I think alcohol to go, man. Before that, it was like, sir, you cannot take that vodka soda out of our bar. Now it's like, would you like a gallon yeah. or two gallons of margaritas to go? I know that before what this... What sort whole- of container would you like to take that out in? Mm-hmm. Here's some straws. Here's my camelback. Just throw it in the back. I always like those videos of the people who'd have, you know, the styrofoam container that they'll give you for your food? Mm-hmm. And they would just dump the margarita in that. <laughs> and just take it out in that. Yeah. I used to do that. I think a lot of people, and I know that the trend had been online shopping and getting stuff, buying online and then going to pick it up. But I think that this pandemic has just really increased that. So it's not like a, a thing that wasn't happening already, but I, I think that's going to really see a, a you know, it's going to drive and drive a nail in a lot of brick and mortar uh, stores. Yeah. I, I think it sucks. Cause the other day, even I wanted, I was looking for very specific planters, like pots for my, my plants in the front and I kind of was looking around. And I was like, I don't even know where to go because so many stores have closed down. It's either, you know, there's the big box stores, but I don't I don't want to go to a giant uh, company. I would rather go to a mom and pop shop. And uh, I found myself having to look online. And I think also the way that people are purchasing, like the the consciousness of the consumers now, where they're not wanting to give money to a big corporation. They're looking at these sellers on, you know, Buzz's favorite on Etsy. They're looking at uncommon goods. They're looking at all these different companies where they make or sell people's handmade or small business owned goods and wares instead of trying to buy from, you know, Walmart or Amazon or companies like this. Cause I think there's a lot of anger towards Jeff Bezos and they're saying, uh, you know, we should be supporting smaller businesses and not continuing to feed these giants. The masks, I think, may not become like as ubiquitous as they are in in Asia. You know, where you see people wearing masks even Maybe before the traveling. pandemic. But but I I think more common. I don't, I'm, and I'm not saying they're going to be here to stay or that they're going to be mandatory forever. But I think you're going to see a lot of people who decide to play it on the safe side mm-hmm. and continue to wear the mask even when they don't have to anymore as far as school goes uh you know we had remote school for the last couple of months of the school year and maybe there's going to be some remote school i don't see that as permanent i think they're going to realize there's a lot of value in having the kids you know learning in person socialize learning social skills by being around other kids you know i think that schools are not going to be permanently changed by this. All right, let's. Uh, good question, though. I appreciate that. Let's go ahead and do the Mosho calendar and daily almanac of events. Today is July 28th. And among other things, today is National Milk Chocolate Day. Ooh. Also, National Water Park Day. Milk chocolate, not to be confused with chocolate milk. Yeah, two very different things. Did you go to a water park oh. not too long ago, Brandon? I did. Yeah? I went to Wet n' Wild last week. How was it? It was awesome. 
got to tell you, man, this pandemic going out there, there's nobody there. No lines? No, it was great. I even did one of the small tube ones, which is really difficult for me because I'm claustrophobic. Oh, you mean where you're enclosed in, yeah. like in The Simpsons where Homer gets stuck in one, they have to come remove an entire <laughs> section of the slide? And that's why I get terrified. <laughs> it was great, though, man. Let's go hang out. It was, it was, it was an absolute ton of fun. Birthdays today include Soldier Boy, who, I don't know, you tell me, is he a rapper, or a singer, or a little bit of both, mm. or what the hell is Soldier Boy? He's on Love and Hip Hop now. that Soulja Boy. You! You! I think that's kind of stolen valor. Like, when I first heard this guy, the Superman, uh-huh. whatever it's called, I thought, oh, he must have been he must have been a military yeah. guy. Not at all. He must have super that, Superman that hoe. Actor John David Washington, who is the son of Denzel Washington, is 36. He's great. He's really great. He was in Black Klansman. He's going to star in Tenet when it comes out. Where's this guy? You know, I thought that John David Washington, from watching Black Klansman, I thought he was like 25 or 26. Where's he been all this time? He is great. And uh, is turning into a big star. When's Tenet coming out? September 3rd. All right. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Actress Elizabeth huh. Burke. There's a movie. We were talking about movies that you would rather see on a big screen mm-hmm. than at home. Right. I'd rather see that one on the big screen. Elizabeth, yeah, they, you can't have them put subtitles in for you <laughs> when you're at the movie theater. Yeah, well, it's loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie surround sound is loud. Halfway through the movie, Buzz and Nico are the theater, and Buzz is like, isn't it great when it's not buffering? <laughs> Actress Elizabeth Berkley, who played Jesse on Saved by the Bell and was in Showgirls, is 48. So excited. She just can't hide it. And she, she it's her and A.C. Slater coming back for that uh, re, remake, reboot? Uh, not a reboot. Sequel? Just, yeah, I it's guess. them. It's them playing, you know, their characters. Right. They got married and Zach is the governor of California. Lori Laughlin who played Aunt Becky on Full House, is 56 today. She and Joe yet? If she gets a cake, I hope it has a file in it. (laughs) 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 No, I don't think she's reported to to jail. I don't think she's done her time yet. Uh Sally Struthers, who played the daughter Gloria on All in the Family, is 73. She was famous for a whole other reason in the 80s because she was on these commercial PSAs that ran all the time where she was asking you to give money to sponsor a kid like in Africa. Mm-hmm. For the what, price of a cup of coffee a day. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if that was the one Sally Struthers was in, but she was like on the verge of tears the whole time. It was widely widely mocked and parodied. And all she wanted to do was Feed a starving child. Why are you going to be so mean to Sally Struthers? And Jim Davis, the creator of Garfield, the comic strip, is 75. The city of Miami, Florida, was incorporated on this date in 1896. And 14 years ago, Mel Gibson in 2006 was arrested for DUI he had an open bottle of tequila in his car and then he went like, on his rant didn't yeah, he yeah he went on a rant a tirade against Jews women I think the 
term sugar was used uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> against oh, right. a female police officer. Uh, he got three years probation for the drunk driving charge. And here's something from the distant past. Uh-huh. This date in 1933, the world's first singing telegram. So a telegram is is on paper, and it would usually come off a telegraph, but then somebody would take physically take the paper to you. I know this from watching old movies and Three Stooges. I'm not actually old enough to remember telegrams. I know that from watching Beaches. Oh, okay. I know telegrams mm-hmm. from watching Clue. Did they have a singing telegram? She gets shot at the front door. (laughs) (laughs) Well, July 28th, the world's first singing telegram, and that continued to be a fad for a decade or so. People would uh, pay extra to to get the person to sing the telegram when they delivered it. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Time for entertainment news, and here is Joanna Barbo with today's Hollywood headlines and Tinseltown Cheddar Chat. Good morning, (laughs) Joanna. Good morning. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are parents. According to TMZ, who was the first to report the birth, the couple welcomed a girl named Willa on Wednesday at a Los Angeles area hospital. The couple married last year in two ceremonies, a casual affair in Las Vegas and a more lavish event in France. Any word on if the baby's ginger? (laughs) Oh, I really want to know that. (laughs) No word on if it's a ginger. Uh, but I fell asleep yesterday, I took a nap, and I woke up, and I saw the announcement, and I thought, how long have we been in quarantine? <laughs> she already had a baby. I saw the headline <laughs> on run over the TV, and it had a picture of them at an award ceremony, and I'd forgotten that she was married to Joe Jonas, and I was like, oh, she married like a dwarf. or like a- Oh, <laughs> she's she, very tall. She, right. she is tall. I was like, did she marry a professional jockey or something? But she's like a... <laughs> She's like eight, nine inches taller than Joe Jonas is. He's like, he's my height. He's like 5'7". She's 5'9", 5'10". She's got heels on. Warner Media will be launching an internal investigation into the Ellen DeGeneres show following a BuzzFeed report containing statements from staffers who uh, about experiencing alleged misconduct and racial prejudice on you know, set. I've been hearing about this for months now, but yeah. I haven't ever heard any specific thing. And, okay. like, was the misconduct from Ellen? So they were saying, they the staffers said that they recounted being on the receiving end of microaggressions to full-blown retaliations. Employees claimed that but they from were who? retaliated because against senior producers. Let her say and it. Other, okay. <laughs> and other high-ranking staffers when seeking sick days or time uh, time off, along with being on the receiving end of racist insults and unequal treatment compared to their white counterparts. Some employees allege that in conjunction to racism behind the scenes, there were cases of unfair termination and other consequences for sounding off against the abuse they allegedly endured on the job. From what I've read and uh, about this, I, I'm not finding any specific allegations directly against Ellen. It sounds like it's no, kind of like the culture of the whole, show, which she should have been on top there's of. There's this whole movement of Ellen is not a nice person or she's not as nice as she right. plays to be. Some but of them, a lot of it is executive producers and stuff like that. Yeah, like some of them did say that employees were told uh, they were not allowed to speak to Ellen. 
if she was around the office, like right. their don't their their managers. Yeah, they couldn't look at her. They couldn't talk to her. Nothing. Like, do not speak to Ellen. You are not allowed to um, approach her at any point. There was a story on if your perfume or cologne was too strong, she would send you home. Yeah, uh, some said that they left. They would take bereavement days for funerals, and they they said they were fired afterwards. Uh, one said she kept getting comments about her race, and she ended up just walking out and not going back to her job. Comments about her race, but not not from Ellen specifically. Not not the race thing with Ellen, but I can I know this sounds crazy, she but has I can, like a diva behavior on set. I can kind of understand the don't talk to Ellen. Don't look at Ellen. I mean, if it's a problem where people are, you know, it, it could be a real time waster for somebody. You might have to have a policy, especially for somebody who's, who comes across as so friendly. Look, yeah, it seems extreme not to talk to somebody. But if it was a deal where she couldn't walk down the hallway without a dozen people wanting five minutes of her time. But you can say hi. Like this was you couldn't even make eye contact with her. Like there's a difference Mm -hmm. between like, hey, you know what? Say hi in the the, you can say hi in the hallway, but don't, you know, approach her with any issues. Come to your supervisor. That's understandable. But do not make eye contact. That's a little ridiculous. Don't look like I, her way. Sure. No, I get that it sounds very extreme, but maybe the situation was just like, you know, Ellen had a hard time getting from one office to another because everybody wanted a little bit of FaceTime with, uh, like real FaceTime with Didn't Ellen. Steve Harvey yeah. have similar rules like this too? I, I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't a lot of celebrities. You know, if, right. if you run into a problem where it's like you can't get your work done because so many people want to interface with you because you're a celebrity and whatever believe me i get it It, but it does seem extreme apparently lebron james is like this as well like i want to have a rule for me that everybody is required to say hi to me because people just pass me in the hallway all the time (laughs) never say he's like i want a rule that says you have to text me back yeah Yeah. (laughs) you gotta text me back lisa's gotta come back in this studio (laughs) i'm i want to put in the the opposite of Ellen rule. Everybody like, has to be, make eye contact me. with me. Come be my friend. He's like, yeah. pay attention to me. When I lean over the computer screen to look at you, look back at me. Yeah, that's right. When I look back at you to see if you're laughing, you better Laugh. be laughing, yeah. Joanne. That's right. All right. If Ellen can get away with it, I can too. <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford and Regis Philbin had one last laugh, and Kathy Lee knew that that would probably be the end. In an emotional interview on the Today Show yesterday, Kathy Lee said Regis and his wife Joy visited her just two weeks ago. No. Oh. oh, no. It was his final answer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too soon. And- and finally, here we go again. Tenet will be released internationally first because the U.S. is a mess. Warner Brothers is gearing up to release Tenet in 70 international territories on August 26th, according to a press release. Tenet will then roll out into select theaters in the United States beginning September 3rd. With Entertainment News, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We run down some of the stuff that is over on our website, buzzadamshow.com. Yesterday's Monday mashup, everybody seemed to like that. The Beatles meet Motley Crue. The Beatles? Yeah. A Hard Girl's Night is the... uh, Yeah, it's great. Also, what is the greatest rock song intro? Yeah! That's a good question. Something I've been thinking about for a while, man. 
Back in got, black. Maybe I, it's because you used ACDC as your feature image, but I just say back in black. That is not the one that I came up uh, with, however. Uh, uh, At least as far as ACDC I'm going to say if it's ACDC, the best intro might have been uh, Show Me All Night. Oh, that's yeah. great. It's immediate. So another one that I have on here is a, is a little bit older one. Now, here's one. If you hear that in a movie... You know, They're in oh, Vietnam. it's in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's another one that uh, uh, I haven't posed the, the question over on Reddit. And uh, some people chimed in with um, some of their. If, you're, if you want to look it choices. up, let me, let me just say I would make an argument that ACDC is the band that does rock intros the best. <laughs> like they have the most songs that just have kick ass intros. How about anything from Zeppelin? Um, there was one that one that goes just put uh, all of Zeppelin immigrant song. <laughs> that one that goes. I can't. Uh, I can't yeah. hear that song without Think immediately Thor? thinking of Thor, Thor. Ragnarok. Sure. <laughs> I'm with you right there. It's, it's one of those ones that happens. There, uh, somebody Great. else put in here uh, Dio's um, "Holy Diver," Ozzy Osbourne "No More Tears," Pink Floyd's "Time," and Buzz. This is one that you'll like. It's. I guess it's considered the intro, but no, that's a good one. Dire Straits, yeah. great intro. <laughs> Joanna, do you want to hit me with a couple of listeners describe their favorite movie in the yes, most boring please, way? Please, because I could not get some of them. A majority of them. How do you get people to send these in? So we put it on our Facebook, put it on Buzz Adams Show Facebook, also our Kaylee Q Facebook. So what you just asked, describe your favorite movie in the most boring way possible. Okay, here are some that really stumped me. Go. A whiny teenager finds religion and does a $42 quintillion worth of property damage. Say it one more time. Whiny teenager finds religion and does forty-two quintillion dollars worth of property damage. Star Wars. Luke Skywalker. He blew up the Death Star. Oh, <gasps> really? Oh my God! I didn't even think about that. Oh, you don't have the answer, so we don't even. No. <laughs> so people just put in their without the answer. Without the answer. Uh, no, that's good. I think Brandon's probably right. Give me another one. Two priests visit bratty girl to talk through some issues that she's having. <laughs> the Exorcist. The Exorcist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. You didn't get that one? Surely yeah, I got, got that, that one. one. I got that one. Hungry people with no pulse protest death at night. Night, night, of, the the walk, night of the Living Dead. Nice. Some kid helps an alien go back to his planet. E.T. E. Short guy returns cheap looking ring. And then that <laughs> one. Lord, Lord of the Rings. That one had a response that says, alternatively, a guy's nephew returns weird jewelry to the manufacturer. Yeah. All right. <laughs> It's about a guy who wants his carpet replaced because it tied the room together. Big Lebowski. Ah, yeah. <laughs> a pack of animals get left by their owners. Animals walk till they see them. Homeward bound. Homeward bound. Oh. <laughs> and then somebody put, there's no way of making Michael Jordan helps the Looney Tunes in a basketball, basketball match sound boring. Uh, how about <gasps> aliens this- steal basketball talent? Considered petty theft from Sean Bradley. (laughs) (laughs) Here's one that I had no clue whatsoever. Couple of people join a geezer on an airplane trip to an island inhabited by giant eating man eating birds and fight to survive. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park? Oh, 
Wait, say that again. I got it. Jurassic Park. A couple of people join a geezer on an airplane trip to an island inhabited by giant man-eating birds and fight to yeah, survive. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a plane, though. It was a helicopter. Mm. And this one's probably my favorite. Rat chefs his way through the story. Yeah. Ratatouille? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the footage of that gray. ride over in Disneyland Paris? I have seen. There's a ratatouille ride. Yeah, and it's man. Some of the stuff they're able to do now is amazing. I was hoping it would just be. Here's food. one that I think. Well, it kind of is, but the whole time X-rated. is you. You look like a rat. Like you're at the level of a rat. You're so the everything rat. Is gigantic. Uh-huh. Oh no, so, I thought it was like a food one. Like okay, now we are going to try the gray stuff. It's well, they, delicious. They probably like, have that there, but the actual ride itself, it makes it look like you're hiding underneath the carts. So there's like the gigantic wheels wheeling around you as you wheel yourself through the restaurant. Oh, here's one that I think we tried to keep it G-rated and somebody did not follow the rules. Oh, no. Young lady has a dream of becoming a professional cheerleader. So her squad helps raise funds, but it isn't enough. So she finds another way to make money quicker. I'm... Very embarrassed to admit that I know the plot of Debbie Does Dallas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I never thought about it, but Debbie Does Dallas is like kind of like a famous porno from the Mm -hmm. 70s. Yeah. She was in high school and all her friends were in high school. That's like legitimate underage porn, except the the actresses weren't actually in high school. So it's like regular porn nowadays, just. (laughs) (laughs) it's the buzz adams morning show podcast got a four pack of tickets to wet and wild brandon uh gives it a big thumbs up i did for wet and wild and we'll give those tickets away had fun last week going out there with the fam might make a return trip before the end of summer i think so i think that uh we might might try to do at least something something out there so it was funny because somebody uh Said that I guess they saw me out there. Their husband did, but they didn't want to be that guy and come up and say hi because I was with the family. Right. That doesn't matter. Come up and say hi. It's for yeah. fun. My kid thinks it's funny because she doesn't understand it. I used to drive my kid crazy. Really? My friends find it which hilarious. I'm, which it, it, I encourage you to do it. Yeah, there was like a, her eyes would roll to the back. Ugh. Mine thinks it's great. <laughs> she thinks it's hilarious. There was one time. This was a few years ago, so she was even younger. And my wife and I were talking about something. Somehow the topic of people who use their name to get stuff came up where it's like, don't you know who I am? That thing. So I jokingly said that in the car. And from the back seat, it just got quiet. And all of a sudden we hear my kid go, Brandon Coates? (laughs) I was like, yes, well played. Uh, So some of our listeners over on the Facebook chat are mask debating each other. Uh, There's very active mask debate. Uh, session going on and Joe says because uh, we were talking about how quick do you take the mask off once you leave the store like as soon as you get yeah. out the door right but definitely before you get to the that car depends on how full my hands are according to Joe he says and I don't know that this is true but I don't know that it's not true he mm-hmm. says the rule is you must wear the mask in public places in any parking area you are in a public place yeah, no. I could see that argument being made, but it also says when you're within six feet of others. Yeah. So, like if you're out by your car, who cares? Yeah. There's been times where I completely forget I have it on, 
Uh-huh. And I, I start driving with it. That's and I get not, like a few blocks from the place that I was at. And I realize, oh, I got to take my mask off. That's not very common that that happens. Because usually when I get in my car, it's been sitting out there for like 30 minutes. So it's hot as an oven. And then the mask is on. And it's like, oh, I got to get this thing off. I've been pretty good about wearing the mask. There was only one time where I was inside of a store and I had to take it off at one moment. And I don't know if their air conditioning wasn't working or what it was. It was when that when the temperatures were like 108, 109. And I was inside of like a like a home goods kind of store, like a bathroom and store. And I was just I could feel the sweat just dripping off of me and I was like, oh my gosh. So I pretended to tie my shoe and I just took my mask off. I was like, okay, and then I put it back on. And I was it was terrible. Yeah. But even at the worst, let's be honest, it's a minor inconvenience. Exactly. I mean, even at yeah. the very worst, it's a minor, you know, we're not asking you to cut off a finger or anything. Or we're not asking you anything, the health authorities are. But. Well, yeah, and that's why, you know, I took it off for a second, like kind of caught my breath and then, okay, put it back on and continued on with what I was doing. But, I mean, the it, you can do it. I mean, it's not that... About the uh, the parking lot, if you're supposed to have a mask on or not, Manny says, I hate it when people take their masks off as soon as they hit the store's exit doors. They aren't six feet away from others. Well, they might be. I mean, yeah, if I <laughs> either I'm you are or you lot, aren't. <laughs> yeah, if I'm in the parking lot and there's no one else around me, I'll take it off. Uh, somebody has recommended hot. a show on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Called. Did you ever get that figured out, by the way? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to already get it since I pay for HBO, yeah. my HBO Max, but I can't. I can't put it on my Fire Stick, I it's, guess, it's or anything. It's not compatible with Fire Stick. God We've been over it. this. Can oh. HBO make it compatible with the thing I already have? <laughs> Close enough. It turns out it's like a cartoon. And it looks like it's kind of in the style of Rick and Morty, too. I'll probably. Close enough? If I. Yeah. Somebody in the chat said it was good. You know what I'm watching right What's now? What's it called? What's mm. that? Close enough. Okay. I'm watch. I'm rewatching the boys because the second season starts in a month. Ooh, Have you seen the trailer yeah. for the second season? It it's like good, super yeah. gory. It does. Like it's Homelander crushing people's heads, you know, until they're a gooey mm-hmm. mush. Mm-hmm. Did did all of us watch the first season of the boys? Mm-hmm. Yes. On Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Great show, man. All right, let's uh, give away our tickets. It's a four-pack of tickets to Wet n' Wild uh, Waterworld, so summer's here. Let's make it caller number 10. Yeah, it's nice and simple. Here's the phone number. Toll-free studio line is 844-305-6210. 844-305-6210. Wet n' Wild. Did you go out on a weekend, weekday? Was it part of your vacation? Thursday. We're out Thursday. There on Thursday. All right, good deal. And one of the things that uh, they had said was, you know, listen, we're limiting the number of people in the park, so you might want to call and make sure, you know, we'll put you down as a reservation. But from what you're saying, it's like it was it was pretty wide open. You could have gone out there without calling ahead of time. Yeah, you have to. You need, you need to reserve a spot. Okay. Got to reserve a spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, did they have, a like, a lot of employees working out there, you know? There are a lot of people in El Paso who are, you know, n- now in middle age and younger who their summer job was working out at Wet n' Wild. Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun job to have, man. You, 
You were never a lifeguard? I was. Oh, you were a lifeguard. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was an indoor uh, water park in Portland, and I um, taught uh, swim lessons to kids. Oh, very good. They got only lost two. Did they, <laughs> <laughs> did, did they have a lifeguard at every water ride? Yeah, there was only like two slides, and I was the one at the top. And then there was uh, lifeguards down. No, the no, bottom I'm talking and, about at Wet and Wild. Oh, Wet and Wild. Yeah, last um, year. all but the top of the volcano, the one with the tubes. Uh, when I went and did that one, I didn't see anybody up there. But you just, you know, let somebody go, only, give them some space, and then go after them. There's only one place to go. Yeah, you, don't you can't go. hardly do the ride wrong, I guess. Yeah.